You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Chamba, I'll have to ask you if you're if you're the director of talent acquisition, why have you not got any for yourself? Oh fuck! I'm <laughs> oh my god, that was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I am Somebody so call the burn unit. <laughs> oh my god! It's a hurt. Oh, that made it to wrap you in gauze. Should we even podcast? <laughs> I think we're done. You're done. Have <laughs> to check. Ah, <sighs> look like uh, Freddy Krueger over there. Darn it! Yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Um, any anything Sorry, before Jam, we start? Uh, that's fine. Low hanging fruit, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, before we start, I did want to say I finished. Um, did you? Did you want to say? Uh, Home before dark. And oh yeah. So wait, the first season. Fucking infuriating. Like I don't want to spoil it. I know it's in season two, and but it, it hasn't been that long since season okay. one. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, really enjoyed the ending, but I got to the end and I was just infuriated um, with the yeah, town. Imagine having to wait a year. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Assuming this so wait, did you, anime. did you start season two yet? No. Um, I've been kind of busy this week and I just, yeah. I knew that Maybe I wanted to finish that. And um, not an anime. Oh, and oh, let's assume so because me and Danny haven't heard of it. Home Before Dark? <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, oh, we've about it. show. Yeah. We've talked about it before. So here's the funny thing. I still like the lead character. I, I, I think the easiest way to describe her is precocious. Like she's So really just... quick, before you, before you move on, what? explain what Home Before Dark is for our care. listeners. And for, it's too oh, fucking We talked about it like 10 times. Bring it up again. The home they might home be, Before Dark. For, always assume, always assume so here it's we a first go. time listener. Here we go into the Apple TV Plus uh, um, promo section of our podcast. Um, (laughs) so home before dark is a television show it's produced by john chu and he the show is about uh folks the guy who did crazy rich asians right crazy rich asians he just directed uh in the heights with lin-manuel miranda um did he do one of the gi joe movies i think he did the third no no No. sure oh i think you're right i think he did god that sucks (laughs) <laughs> you know listen everybody's gonna have like a heartbeat like highs and lows in their career so you know you know that's just it's a little he got to work with Dwayne Wark Johnson that's you know, it's cool. oh he did retaliation yeah that's actually a better one yeah I, I was worried that it was uh, snake eyes oh no 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 retaliation was stupid but it was it was like fun yeah it was like fun stupid yeah uh, the that. last one did you watch snake eyes God, no. You told me not to. Fucking abomination. Well, so, okay. So here's the thing. There are things I tell you not to watch. You're like, I want to see it just to see what I think. And what was, no, because what was that, was, that was a movie that I already didn't really want to watch because it looked like it was boring. And then you're like, don't watch it. I was like, okay. Masters of the Universe. Have you watched Masters of the Universe? 
Yes. You have not. I have not. No. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about how shit that was. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what what's all what's what's what. And you're like, nah, I haven't seen. No, it. I haven't. This is there was something else too. What was the, oh Venom two? You seen Venom two? No, I, I haven't seen you. a lot. This week. I I, what I've been you. doing? What I've been doing? I've seen Venom two. I've been actually reading a lot. So I don't a lot care. of my time. Listen, I'm not gonna. I, I don't need you to tell me what you've been doing. Here's here's okay. my here's my issue. My issue isn't that you've been like watching things or doing other things. My issue is I will say like X is shit, and you're like, you know what? I want to watch shit just to see if I, then agree I don't. With whether or not it's and then you don't. That's well, yeah. That is my only issue. Here's it doesn't the matter to me. Here's it doesn't the matter thing. to me. Have you other like things I, going I look on at in your it life? And I'm just like, Why? I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll check it out. I'm interested. And then I'm just like, but I could do anything else that I know is good. <laughs> and then I just kind of lose motivation. So then I just don't watch it. Whatever. I hate you. I hate your stinking guts. Anyway, I'm home not- before dark. Uh, family <laughs> moves to a small town, and there is a murder mystery that takes place, and it's good. And it- key, key. It is a small town that the father grew up in and there's like residual sort of animosity towards him because he's like the guy who left town to become a big shot New York journalist and shit. And so there's a lot of animosity that is like carried over still. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed most of the characters. So one of the things you brought up last time you asked me whether or not, um, I would like it or dislike it because there's a kid involved. I think the older sister like kind of fits in that mold of like, God, you're just taking up space and irritating me. Um, I did not care for her. But other than that, I, I think really she, I show. think she, she, she mostly, she is kind of annoying, but then like, she's kind of redeemed in the way she does things a lot of times. No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. No. Well, I mean, she's, she's a fucking, here's the thing. She's a fucking high schooler. They're all stupid. They're all selfish. They're all selfish. They're all um, selfish. It's all about them, but then she overcomes her selfishness. Yeah. So in the respect that all teenagers are selfish, she is well-written. Um, and like I said, I don't want to spoil the end of the first season, but I was, I was just infuriated when I got to the last episode. In a well-written, I can't believe this is fucking happening, but it totally makes sense type so of So literally, it, there's a lot of racial undercurrent there because essentially this is, follows a No, murder. don't spoil it. Don't, yeah, don't. I'm sorry. Want, there's nothing. Okay. I don't want to, you want to, what? What are you going to say? What? Well, it's something you don't see very often where it's dealing with uh, Native Americans and yeah. sort of the, uh, what it's like growing up in a small town with, you know, a bunch of white people and like a couple of Native Americans and just how there's sort of a difference in how they're treated. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'll say. And it's just, it's hard to watch. That's all I'll say. Like, it's yeah, pretty, like, I, I, I was surprised how it was both willing to go really dark for a show that could appeal to kids, but also it didn't go too far. Like it struck a really interesting balance there. Yeah. I could imagine like somebody thinking like, Oh, I'm going to watch this with my kids. And at the end, like, fuck, I guess I got to explain racism now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so yeah, yeah. I, I Good show. I'm glad you liked it. I have to rewatch like the last two episodes mm. because I'm not going to, re- I, we started episode one and I was like, who's this? Like, what happened again? I don't remember. They don't do a recap at the beginning. I don't remember. I, I, it's been that long since been that long since I tried to watch season or episode one of season two. Also, also talking about Apple TV shows, I started the second season of Morning Show. Yeah, and 
well, I, I literally didn't get that far because a, I had a margarita in me already. So it wasn't, I wasn't in a watching mood, but B, what kind of mood were you in? It started in, <laughs> watching something old as opposed to something new. Your margaritas are boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Anyway. What the fuck was I talking about? Morning, morning show, boring margaritas two or something. All right. Morning show. Oh yeah. Yeah. So essentially here's the most confusing thing. So at the end of season one, something happened in the very beginning of season two, it, it seems to pick up exactly where that left off. Right. But yep. then it has this fucking confusing title that says eight months earlier, except it cuts to what is clearly several, like a year or plus after that scene we were just in. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? How was this eight months earlier? Eight months earlier from what? And then from we got the season. And then, no, it wasn't though. Not it was quite. later. No, yeah, Jammer's right. The, the yeah. beginning's a little confusing because it looks like it's starting from the very end of the last show, but it doesn't actually, Jammer. What they show is, oh, is you show. Yeah, I'm I've I've I'm up to date at the moment. And what they do okay. is they 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 it's they show you New York and then it says three months earlier. So basically this whole season is set just before Christmas. Um and it's I believe it's nine months after the end of the first season. But they do this jump forward and then they do a jump back because it's pre-COVID. So the it starts in January and there's this little bit of information about something happening in China. And then as the season's going on, it's getting closer and closer to the zombie apocalypse that you guys had in the US as far as when New York was completely locked down. So they do so a little bit of a eight jump. Months, it's saying like eight months earlier compared to, or however many months earlier compared to what the present of the, of the rest of the show is, essentially. Uh, no, the rest the, of the season. The, what you're watching, you're, what you're watching is nine months after season one, but they then jump three months later and then quickly jump back again. So yeah, it's nine months. The show is set nine months after the first season, but they do this little jump back to say, okay, this is how it all leads up to New York being a ghost town. This is what got happens. it. So, got it. Thank you. This you're, is you're, incredibly you're confusing. If you if you watch the first episode, it will it will make sense as in all the way through it. Yeah. It does clearly show what what's happened. Um, I don't want to say anything because it will ruin about what's going on in the story. But it's basically the show is set in the three months, four months leading up to March twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. I will say I appreciate your explanation, but it did not help at all. But you I'm know, glad to episode, know. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You're complaining about that something it... that you've watched like 15 minutes or something. You're like, that didn't yeah. make any sense. That's Sounds like, just yeah, like Nick Dahl. An episode. <laughs> I Nick Dahl. It it. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's cool. The acting and the the script, the story, the the the, the script. It felt like I was watching like, a Nolan yeah. movie. Like, oh, it's well, it's Mimi Leder. She seems to be doing all of them. I didn't know she'd done the whole season. It looks like she's done certainly hmm. done the first four episodes. Who? Mimi Leder. What else has she done? Uh, I'm trying to, as I said that, I'm trying to remember. She did a couple of feature films, and she I'm trying to remember which one she did. I'll take a look. You'll find um, it. One of them. But as we're talking about that, so I really enjoyed watching Corey Ellison work in the episodes that I've seen thus far. Oh, he's so good. That guy is just like I'm trying to think of of what comparison. I can't think. But of I don't know. He's just so like. He's very fun to watch. You never know his alliances. Nope. 
and you know he's he's either a going for the most entertaining thing or b going for something that'll just incite the most chaos or the thing that'll benefit him um a lot of times it's all usually that'll benefit him but even like i don't know i don't know he i actually was expecting i was expecting the show to start off with him as like i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say but i the beginning of what i saw just surprised me with how they started his character with the season it's uh when you get when you get a couple of episodes in it's wonderful just how self-referential this show is when it comes to apple and and what's going on in the world at the moment it's brilliant but i think it's really well written i'm enjoying it that's good that makes me happy because i season one was amazing like i loved it it was like one of the best seasons of television maybe top 10 for me ever wow maybe even higher than that i don't know but it was really good so i highly recommend it nick doll Yes, Nicholas Dolph. Are we done with the Apple TV? <laughs> We're still all uh, waiting for our fresh Sucking MacBook. off my least favorite corporation in the world. I mean, we're, you're, are you saying that Disney isn't one of your least favorites too? I mean, come on. They don't pay their writers. They don't fucking pay, fucking pay their cast. They don't renegotiate their contracts when shit changes. But don't act Marvel. like Apple is why are you what if like why are you what aboutism me when we could just be talking about how bad Apple is? You're, you're doing the whole what aboutisms. I am. Ooh. What about this True. one? What about this one? Because I know you support one and not the other. It's like you said earlier. Why would I watch something that might be crap when I have other good stuff on my list? Because it's amazing. I know, because but I have we're, lots because of we're all, shows. We're all on my saying list. it's not crap. We're all saying it's not crap. Just don't it's have time. The, we're it's not the word of one service. Person. Yeah, it's yeah, not like we're true. talking about Venom 2 where all of us are like, ah, shit. And he's <laughs> like, maybe I'll watch it. And then it's like, and then I found something better to do. I was like, no, no, no. This is universally good. So, well, those, those of that have seen it, Jammer and I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch it when it comes out on like Amazon or whatever. Listen, that's 90 minutes of your life that you could spend doing something. But like it's such a else. short amount of time. Won't feel like it. Is it like so, a cookie monster? Here, comparatively. I've seen it too. So here so we've got, we've got, <laughs> we've got two Naomi Harris movies, right? So she's Shriek in Venom 2. She Venom is Money Penny in James Bond. One of those movies is two hours and 45 minutes and it fucking sails by. The other one is 90 minutes and it feels Does like it I'm though? having... It feels like I'm having way. I don't think I've time. ever watched a James Bond movie that sailed by. I this think even sailed Rail by, my so God. Sailed long. by, no, no, no. This is the fastest long ass movie I've ever seen. Yeah, like, like, is it is it is it faster than Endgame? Yes, yes, I would say it went really faster than yes. Endgame. That that is high praise because it's really here's the reason sales, why. Like I think it's because freaking... I think Endgame has multiple endings. No pun intended. This is like fucking the end, done. And I, there is something about it that it just it moves. I've seen people have commentary about this movie moving slow. So here, oh. let me, let me do this. Hello. Welcome to the Breaking Geek podcast. Um, we've just concluded our Apple TV. I don't podcast. even think you got Stock the title hour. right. I think you just said the Breaking Geek podcast. podcast. I don't think you said the whole title right. Whatever. Who cares? We're there. Who cares? Who cares? We're already, there. we're already there. We're already there. No one would have noticed had you not said anything. They'd be like, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone would have noticed. If no I curated my audience enough, they would have noticed. But they would have said shit about it. Doubt it. <laughs> Welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. We've just completed our Apple TV Plus suck off hours, Nick Dahl calls it, and we're going to transition into, do you want to do news or you want to talk about Bond? Like, we've already done Bond. We can, we can do something weird, right? We can talk about Bond, then we can talk about news, then we can talk about Squid. 
Okay. You want to be fucking crazy? It's Friday. Let's get crazy. All right. Let's get you want to get nuts? Uh, let's get nuts. Let's get, let's get nuts. nuts. Let's do it. That's a lot of nuts. So, God damn it. Well, me and Nick are on the same wavelength. <laughs> you come in with some weird bullshit. Anyway. Kung Pao <laughs> into the fist. Classic. Oh, my God. It's not, though. Not Batman. It's awful. I agree. Oh, God. But that doesn't make it, you know, not entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so No Time to Die, as I already said, it's two hours and 43 minutes. That's a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 70% on Metacritic. All right, so this is the film that we're running into, talking about. Danny already did like a a spoiler-free impression of this film. I think it's you know, at this point, and that was because most of the U.S. had not had a chance to see it, and because he lives in parts unknown some of the time, he got an opportunity to see this movie, Uh, but now that the U.S. is opening up and getting to see this movie finally, um, when was this movie originally supposed to come out? It was last year. November 2019. No, 2019. What? That long ago? Before COVID, they already pushed it to April for some reason, and then the COVID delays started happening okay so we've been waiting for this movie for a while um and danny remind me what what were your general impressions of this movie i thought it was great i actually really really enjoyed how it was uh filmed i thought all the characters were exactly how they should be i was i was wary to mention about how individual characters were and how they were used and stuff but i did say that it was a james bond film and that he was the main the main character obviously but i do feel that all the other characters were used as much as they should have done i was really impressed with everything uh particularly the action stuff as well and when i saw it in imax i thought the 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 scenes the the big scenes the big camera scenes looked even better so overall i thought it was great for it was a wonderful wrap-up to the daniel craig films and i thought it was showed some wonderful growth in his character too which is something we've not seen in a bond film before or in a series of bond films before so from that respect, I thought it was fantastic. I still think it's my favourite. I was a bit wary that I was a little bit too overexcited. Um, but on second view, and I thought, nope, still there. Still that, that one first. And then Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, Quantum. That's still my list now. Yeah. I wouldn't even, let me, I wouldn't even yeah, name let me, those movies. Let me give you kudos, <laughs> first of all, for saying wary instead of weary. I really appreciate your accuracy accuracy and language there unlike the accuracy I you're just like a, a, a walking talking grammarly these last few episodes just like yep. it's fantastic but not really it's it really, is though damn it. once again my, so, the audience loves it they love I'm gonna it set, don't say I'm, anything about it I'm, uh, yeah proof for it didn't happen um I'm so i'm so glad you guys have seen it now because i want to i want to talk about it a lot more i'm super excited about it but now I, I, we can delve into the things that i didn't want to say anything about see if you okay agree, disagree, let's do or, it Go for it. Go, go, go. I, I, I'm going to set the scene for you guys. So I've seen it twice. And the first time doesn't really matter. Twice, too. I've nice. seen it twice. Jesus Christ, you guys. Mm-hmm. I only saw it once so far. It came out yesterday. The, so I've never been to an LMO draft house. This is my first movie oh, in an LMO draft house. Let me tell you, never fucking going back. Let me tell you why. Oh, oh. Food, really good. Service, really good. They do like this weird um, movie thing where they're like, here's all the stuff that you didn't know about the movie. It's not like trivia trivia. Like somebody actually splices together really cool yeah. 
movies and and stuff and finds like obscure content. stuff yeah yeah like like, like when uh shang chi was happening they had like a whole thing of like showing clips from other wuxia movies and stuff from like the past yeah. and really making it good yeah. stuff here's the thing when the movie starts there are lights underneath your table right so the servers yeah. um, can like scuttle by like like also, so you can, like, see your menu and stuff. Yes, yeah, so you can see your menu, down, right. scuttle by, you can write stuff down, right? All of that stuff. Not my problem. That wasn't the problem. The persistent light, kind of annoying. Persistent light allowed me to see the guy two seats down who is picking his feet the entire fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Two hours and 45 minutes of some like gargantuan motherfucker like picking his hobbit sized feet. And it was not like just picking at his feet. He who was this? The, the, do two seats down. Sounds to me like you should have complained. You should have put up your card and man, said, get this fucker to stop picking his goddamn feet. So, you know how, like, you run a lot or your feet dry out and you get, like, that crust and then that crust can create, like, a like a scar or something, like, where your skin... So that, that's what he's picking at. And then, of course, he's, like, rubbing his face and touching his food. And I'm just like, I oh hate it here. Yeah. And so I had to take my, my stainless steel... Um, a popcorn bowl and move it to the cup holder so it blocked my peripheral vision of him digging into his goddamn toe scar because it was pers- like i said two hours and 45 minutes of this bullshit anyway I, never I've doing never that again anyone never <laughs> never ever that's going like back that's a very very house. specific problem it is. that's it like is. for that not just it's, it's like that specific shit like that was a fluke that wasn't a normal situation. So here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. Having seen James Bond twice this week, you know what else I saw when I went to see the it fucking IMAX guy the again? First time, there was another guy who had <laughs> like they were three seats down and they had their feet on the seat, like two seats down from me. And so while they weren't close enough for me to like touch, there was this white, you know, like Keds looking motherfucking feet right next to my head. And it's just like, I just want to go back here and punch the shit out of you. And it's just like, Feet. I don't understand why this movie is associated with feet. I'm very upset. I'm very angry about it. There's a solution um, to this problem. I gave it to you already. Put your fucking card up. Tell them to put their goddamn feet down. Very man, simple. Man. Just I'm be just a- the worst Alamo Draft House experience just from this movie. Um, we were supposed to be in the big show, you know, like the big screen. They have it's like their version of IMAX, which is why they didn't get it until Thursday because only IMAX IMAX got it. It was broken. So they put us in the different auditoriums and just random seats. Um, and then the lights came on early three times for like 10 <laughs> minutes at a time. It's still the only chain I'll ever go to is Alamo Draft House. That's why I wouldn't see it on Wednesday on IMAX. It's no, like, you I'm didn't not- go see it on IMAX because you didn't fucking know. That's, no, but then you that's told me I could happened. have easily bought tickets and gone. I told you twice. <laughs> I know, but then I, yeah, I, I don't do AMC Regal or, or and the only AMCs have the IMAX. That's my least favorite chain. Listen, I love how you're replacing your inability to Google stuff with like, I only go to this one particular place. No, no, but then I looked it up <laughs> and then you were right. And I was like, it is on IMAX, but it's not, that's not my theater. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to see it on IMAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what I will say about the Alamo Draft House. Loudest fucking speakers I have ever. I don't know if it was just the gunshots in this particular movie. I don't know. Cinemark is pretty good too. There were three different deafening scenes for Bond in this movie. And I was like, I... I can't fucking hear anything. Not from the sound design of those specific scenes, but just like different scenes of guns going off. I was like, I, I can't hear shit. It's loud. Anyway, looked amazing. Sounded amazing. Danny, <laughs> what specifically did you want to talk about with this movie? Now that I've complained about Alamo Draft House and Footboy. 
Boy. Um, well, there's spoilers? a few. I, I guess it's really yes. up to you guys. But okay, I would like to know audience. what you guys felt about um, the actual character of Bond in this one and how much how much he had to say, which obviously sounds crazy when you say it out loud. But in this one, he did seem to open up a lot more as the character. And that's one of the things I loved about this film was the progression of him from Casino Royale to this one. And I wanted to know what you guys felt about that because I've heard that it was too much. Bond was talking too much. He was too much of a human. Bond so was speak. talking. Well, he's much. he's. Older. I know it sounds crazy, Jammer. But yeah, he's older, right? I, yeah. I felt that that was a natural progression for him, and he'd retired. Spoilers. Spoilers. That's the opening. We're in spoilers. Um, so I agree with you. I agree. Generally, he did talk more. Did he talk too much? No. Um, nope. I think that he is a very different person from the first movie because I would. I would say based on the time jump, it's been 20 years, right? At yeah. least yeah. 20 years, 20 years of bondage, 2006 to uh, with the five year jump, which kind of matches the jump. 15 years. Oh, I guess movies. 20 years of him. Yeah, yeah. 20 plus years. Um, and so I, I think that it makes sense that he's a different person than he was. Yep. then. I enjoyed the amount that he did talk. And one of the things Star Wars fans down, disagree. They fuck disagree. Them. Fuck them. Fucking anyway. Luke Skywalker should have been drinking green milk. He shouldn't have been, you know, so growing in. Thanks in the wrong for direction. derailing me on that because here's what I will say about that: the fact that that scene was in the movie and not him grieving Han Solo is my problem with that movie. Okay, That's so fair. that and Canto Bite or like whatever. Anyway, I his expressions in this movie were awesome. Like there were little yep. faces that he made that just made me chuckle. Like the scene where he knocks Cyclops's eye out on the bridge and the eye goes rolling down the stairs and he kind of leans over the, the part, the obstruction to see the eye. And he's like, huh? Like he doesn't make a sound, but that's the face. It was like, huh? And I just like, I laughed out loud. Um, yeah. He, there were consistencies where he did that. Or like little things where when he was talking to Felix before the explosion happened, when he was about to say like, you know, even leading up to that, to the explosion where he's saying to Felix, like, you know, I got this fucking cigar for you. You're going to smoke it. And like, he's having that conversation with somebody that he obviously cares about. And then he says, um, we, uh, we got to stop meeting. Like, and before he can even say it, the explosion happens, but all of those little interactions, I really enjoyed. Um, Yeah, me too. It, it shows me that he's really made this character his own. And I think that it really does show someone who has changed over the years. Like, I, I swear, I think it was Muhammad Ali that said this, and I could be wrong. Like, if you spent any period of time, you know, like 10, 20 years being the same person as you were 10 or 20 years before, you wasted your life. So I like yeah. that he's a very different person. And it would do that. Oh, that's the a Star Wars fans. That he does. His role for the his role for the for for England would would do that to you. The things he's been through would change you. And then after that retirement and everything he's lost, you would you would feel that he would be a little bit not that he's so relaxed in his job, but he kind of you get the feeling that he's so much more like oh you know this shit is going to happen. This I've seen lots of weird shit in my life. That's just a, yeah, another weird part of this job. Remind me of. Only smile about it. It's, yeah. it's it's wonderful and I, I can't help but feel that that's one of the reasons why he, he eventually did this movie when I think he was going to do it anyway but I think he was so invested in this himself and I wouldn't be surprised if this was a lot of Daniel Craig's 
um, input in it that he wants to show that the character would change. Uh, he was I a producer on this one. And I don't know he what wasn't. that means given that, you know, given what this franchise is, I don't know what it means for him to be a producer on it. Um, yeah. Like what role, like what input, like what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah it, it definitely feels like he is a different person, but in a good way. Like the I way that you would say, expect someone to evolve. Is this is partially... Carrie Joji Fukunaga one? Yeah. Yes. yes. He directed it. Right? Okay. It's co-written and you can tell very, very well that's co-written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge because her mm. humor is all over it in like the best way possible. Like it, and it's hilarious, but it never feels like they're being too funny. Yeah. Same with is, the character development things. It feels like something she wrote. It's funny without being silly. Yeah. Which I yeah. really enjoy. Like it's really um, clever yeah. humor a lot of the times where you're like a few seconds. Ah, <laughs> Yeah, they had like great one-liners back and forth. They're great, like very short setups for very quick punchline. Like the scene where um, Nomi and Bond are walking through the hall and people are referring to her as 007. And she's like, oh, you know, that's got really got to bother you. And then she goes into the, he goes into the oh, yeah. room with M. And she's not allowed in. Yeah, she's not allowed in. And just he's like, oh, I'm sorry. This really got to bother you. And he shuts the door in her face. Uh, and it was just like, it was such a quick setup flash to bang that I really liked that. Or even joke. like when he's given double O back and she's, and she's obsessed with which number, which number yeah, is which she number? getting? Which, which number? Because <laughs> I'm double O seven, which number? Yeah, it was so good. Um, I, so I really enjoyed the humor in this movie. Um, I guess, Danny, the question I had for you was so, again, spoilers. This is his last movie. Um, yeah. Actually, before we get there, I want to talk about something. So you would not tell me what you thought about Rami Malek. I had to pull it out of you. And what's yeah. funny about that was somebody last night asked me what I thought about the movie. And I swear, word for word, I almost repeated what you said until I realized it is what you said. I think I started to say, like, he did the best he could with what he was. And then, like, I could hear your voice in my head <laughs> as I said it. Um, and I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, can I hold on? Can I can I like not talk to? Can I like hop out for like ten minutes? I haven't seen this movie yet, and I don't want to be spoiled on whatever you're about to say. Okay, I, so, so I don't know. Someone that... ping me on Slack when you're ready to come back, so because I okay. can't mute Zoom. So ping me on Slack. Okay. Um, I the reason why I would rate this behind um, either Skyfall or Chris Casino Royale is because I don't think he was as good as the villains in those movies, but it's not his fault. I don't think they gave him enough to do. Um, nope. he was just a backstory. He didn't, yep. he was a backstory and a plot device. And I did not connect with him the same way I did with, um, Javier Bardem or Le Chief. Yeah. I just yep. didn't. I thought that they were fantastic villains, even in terms of their motivation. And I feel like with these movies, you're only as good as your villain. And he just fell short of that. And again, not his fault. I thought his character was well acted, sufficiently menacing, but it yeah. just, it didn't come together in the right way. So. Yeah, yeah I would I, say. I, oh, yeah, go Nick. Um, no, go ahead, yeah, one of my like, like, yeah, like, I don't know what I'd change to get more of him but yeah i'd like to see more of the villain before the third act usually I, in bond you do see a lot yeah. of the villain like yeah he's like javier vardem alec trevelyan doubles they're like bouncing off each other the entire movie sort of thing because yeah he was just a big mystery and then when you do kind of meet who he is it's like oh he is kind of has a connection to her and he hates specter but like 
Well, he wants to destroy Spectre. That's and he wants to kill. You know, I don't they even explain why he wants to kill everyone. No. Yeah. So like, I had to. Well, I could money. rationalize. Hmm? Uh, I, I I was wondering that most of the way through, but it was uh, there was a, a line at the end given by I think it was the guy the 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 one eye the one eyed bandit. I think he said. Yeah, I think he had said that the first buyers are yeah. arriving soon. So it oh. then just became, okay, he, he's got this, he wants to, you know, cleanse the planet, whatever. But as always, it's about power and or money. Yeah, so I think I, that, was, that was very generic. And he just, he was selling this, he was selling it to whoever was paying I money. heard that line, but it did not seem to match up with what he was saying. With what he had said, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that whole thing about I'm going to be a god and I'm going to cleanse this earth and this is what people really want. And that, like, the fact that he's just going for money. And I feel never like mentioned again. The buyers, the buyers were never mentioned again. Those boats on their way there were never mentioned again. I do feel that was a storyline, a subplot that was taken out in order to maybe keep the runtime down or to make it make the villain more this more. Um, Thanos kind of approach rather than just money. Uh, but that line maybe needed to stay in it because of what else was said in that scene as well. I can't remember because it seemed to be so random and wasn't, wasn't addressed before or ever again. Like everything else way. was more interesting. Like the daughter yeah. and like everything else the villain was doing. Like yeah. just taking the ones he loved was more interesting than his like, and now I'm going yeah. to destroy the world. Yeah, and I feel like that explanation about the money could have been addressed in that dialogue between the two of them. Like, no, 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 you're you're really just like, don't pretend like you're some sanctimonious, whatever, whatever. You're just doing this for money. And he almost got there when he's saying like, you're just staying, you're just in the long line of angry little men. I feel like that would have been the moment to clarify, like, don't fucking preach to me about your bullshit. You're only doing this for the money. And I have legit questions, actually, two legit questions. Too legit so, to quit. What? Nothing. Yeah, too legit to quit. Um, so um, when he touches her arms and gets yeah. the stuff on his hands, it's like he's already coated in it before it's that scene. Yep. So why does it matter? And then what? Why can't he see her again at the end? So there should have been at least three times that he got it on him. There was the yeah. time when they tried to gas him in the beginning. There was the time when he touched her hand, and then that's the scene where you're talking about. I think the reason why at the end is because it was specifically coded for her. And oh, the, the most recent version. He so got yeah, was- so remember when he meets her the first time in her office, or again in her office, he has the hair and he wraps it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when they get to the islands, he's talking to the Russians. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, He's talking to the Russian scientist. Hey, did you get me the thing that I wanted? And so that's the thing. And he's like, this is insurance. This is, you know, it can harm you. It can harm even you. And then she's like, oh, you got to threaten a little girl. Um, So I understood that. But to your earlier, to the other part of your question, I don't know why after being coded three times, like, I, I don't know. Maybe there was just something, I don't know. That part is strange. Yeah, I, think I, um, I, I just go back to the, the villain part. I think now is why I was hesitant to say that he about him because he wasn't bad. I think he did exactly what he needed to do. And the overall grand scheme of things, he was generic villain. It wasn't could have been anybody didn't need to be Rami Malik. I think he did a great job in the role he was given and the amount of screen time stroke script he was given. I completely understand and agree with what you're saying, but I'm kind of I'm okay with it. It's not a real 
yeah. big issue for me because of how much it allowed Bond to be in his own movie and have his character progression. So I think it was a, a trade-off that I'm happy with. I understand what you mean about the Schiffer and um, yeah, uh, and uh, Javier Bardem's one, but I think in this film I wanted the Bond and I was happy it was generic villain. Uh, I don't in this case. I don't think it it doesn't bother me about it. It's like the thing that makes this. Like they are the things that made those movies like a 95 out of a hundred versus this where it's like an 89 or an 88. Like it's just like, it's not like he made the movie worse. Yeah. It just, yeah. So before we move on, I actually have to pause as well. Um, I have to pick up my kids. Um, They, they just go to the bus stop. So in like seven minutes, they'll be there. Um, so do you guys want to take a tactical pause and call Jammer back? Or do we have more to talk about? I just wanted to, if we could. Uh, I, can't, I, want, I want to mention how wonderful it was to see in a James Bond film, the secret island lair. Yeah, that was cool. Love that. It's been a while. It was a secret island lair. We haven't seen one of those well, since. Uh, since Silva kind of had an island. Gone, yeah, I was just about to say that. So well, he wasn't in, he wasn't only on it when he got captured the first time. And yeah. then uh blow failed to have the typical looking bond base but yeah that movie was terrible this movie felt like in a lot of ways a throwback to like they're like all right this is the last one we're gonna give you all of that yeah. stuff did you, so did you how did you feel about the musical notes that uh, hans zimmer was using I oh loved my it, god right? oh, they were good the i was actually other movies. yeah it gave me the jellies. I thought, oh, wonderful! They're gonna <laughs> hopefully they're gonna do this all the way through because it was so it was so it was it wasn't that subtle. It was quite clear. Nick, would it, have you seen Nick? Have you seen any of the or read any of the, the 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 more negative comments that were kind of floating around before you went to see the film? No, I didn't even look at the reviews when I went to see the film. I just no, I, I mean, knew I that a lot of people on either. Twitter said yes, I would loved it, and that you loved it, and Jonesy was really excited. I wasn't excited. Good. I was like, I had to go to the movies. And the minute I was sitting down in my theater, I'm like, I'm seeing a fucking James Bond movie. This is going to be great. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was really worried the, about the runtime. Yeah, some of the criticism I've, I've since read and, 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 and scanned over a few of them was the, was the female characters in it were once again being uh, objectified, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it, it kind of frustrates me being someone that's, as I am, is just a film fan, that I don't see, didn't see the female characters like that. I saw all the female characters in this film as as good, strong characters, fucking capable and fucking strong and fucking intelligent and everything that anybody would or could be. I didn't see any way that they were being exploited in any way. Uh, when they were in Cuba and she was in her dress, and it's like, yeah. well, yeah, because they I'm were going to, to a, a ball. And it was yeah. one of those balls that where the men get in tuxedos and the women wear dresses that that they want to wear so it completely fit what did they expect for her to go in in compact combat fatigues and stuff and look like she's prepared for a violent i don't, I don't know because then the character herself was fucking capable and so much yeah. fun i think just she was three fun. weeks yeah just three weeks yeah, in the field. yeah. <laughs> clearly it wasn't right so she was yeah. she was having a bit of fun her character was like yeah don't be a dickhead james bond they wouldn't send someone that only had three weeks i had three weeks to learn how to use this machine gun but i've been training for 10 years that kind yeah. of thing right? <laughs> she was she was more than capable and super smart and i'd had some of them that was some of the best comedy in in one yes like section in the cuba section in the whole film and i was like what film are you guys watching the new 007 was strong and capable 
the 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 uh, the Cuban um, agent was strong and capable woman. I don't. I did really didn't understand any of that. Did you see any of that? Did I miss something? Um, the only time it felt weird. Well, she's coming on to him, but he tries to kiss her or whatever. That was okay. But he kind of pulls a, a Han Solo slash Indiana Jones when he's kissing his wife or fiance or whatever again, where she's like, no, James. His special friend, his long-term special yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> otherwise, I think Daniel Craig has intentionally done a lot of work and put a lot of input into getting Bond out of the world of uh, I sleep with a new woman every movie. Yep. Like yeah, sure. he slept with someone his age, I think, Inspector, and then he married. Like he fell in love with this chick, and in this movie, yep. he's it's like Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt doesn't sleep around. He slept with one woman, and then like his wife, and then he doesn't sleep with anyone yep. in the most recent movies. Absolutely. Just, and again, that, that made... would be a progression of a character, right? He was in yeah. what the early thirties in in Casino Royale. I'm I'm guessing we're we're looking around about that age. He's fresh agent. He was single. Of course, he's going to take advantage yeah. of these moments and these opportunities. And then Vesper kind of made him later, into that also. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember, he I learned think... from Vesper not to love and just be like the classic Bond. Yeah. Like, and then he went, it. then he fell in love again. Um, and I, so I think all these things were natural progressions for, you're absolutely right, for, with Daniel Craig and the character and the times we live in. But also in the sense that the, the script gave the female uh, actors and uh, characters great parts they weren't just bit parts they weren't just eye candy they weren't just to to you know to tick boxes i thought they were all great this is why the reason when last week i said i think all the supporting actors male and female i think they did a really good job in in making this a really great film but giving james bond forefront it was his film and it yeah. was the main one which is why yeah, I'm not that fussed about the film. But even, you know, the, the first ever James Bond F-bomb was perfectly delivered with perfect timing, with with a with a perfect accent when you've got him doing it. It was just wonderful. It just sounded so natural. That's exactly how we would use that word in that moment. And that's exactly what you would say. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. That was it. Wonderful. I thought it was wonderful. Um, the what end, was the other? End. What was your... The end, end, end. What did you think? Well, it, well, just one more thing on it, on the action yeah. side of it. Yeah. I was, it was wonderful for me to see James Bond have a corridor scene where, you know, it was that one, the st in his, this case, it was a stairwell scene, right? When yeah. he's trying to get up to the, to the, the, the engine room or whatever it was. Yeah. And to have that scene and to make it look and feel like it was all shot in one shot. And there was a few that were long shots was, was brilliant. Again, it's something we haven't seen in Bond before. We saw the chase in Casino Royale, but that was obviously cut and edited, but this was, this was great. I really enjoyed it. And I could see what was going on. And you could see the frustration when he had to go back up again. Oh, fuck's sake. That's a lot of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, it was really beautifully shot and choreographed. Yes. Compared to like, even uh, like yeah. the first time I realized it was a beautifully shot is when we're upside down in the hallway when they're yes. breaking in. And then the camera it just, it flips. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh. But well, the, um, the, the, the bit that I've really, really felt more the the IMAX experience a lot more was obviously the exterior stuff, but the the chase in the Land Rovers, uh, the four by fours when they first escape her house, you know, and then that goes into the forest and he's picking them off one by one like the predator. He's setting up these little traps. It was such a a wonderful way to show his skills as an agent, but also thinking on his feet, but also to have different action scenes and yeah, uh, different environments types. and things. It was great. I really I enjoyed that. I'm like, I'm sure up 007, the other one doesn't show up on a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm like, what if one of the people he decapitates is like, 
coming to the rescue. When he was doing the thing with the motorcycle and taking the cord, I'm like, God, I hope that's not 007 trying to help him on that motorcycle. Yeah, explain that one away. Wait, yeah. no one was around to see it. Whoops, uh, I great. guess I am so 007 so again. The ending, my, my, my brother, the one in the UK, he was really pissed off with the ending. He said it was unnecessary. I had to disagree with him, but I'd like to know what you thought. I loved it. It packed a huge pun. I was crying. Like, yeah, I cry at movies. I was crying. Uh, I mean, because why not? Well, I can just say it. We're in superior spoiler territory. Why not kill off James Bond at the yeah. end of an actor's run? Don't do it every time. But yeah. I hear the yeah, poly no, post-credit sequences, James Bond will return. It's not like we're done. That's with a, as you know, that's a that's a famous line. And that's something an that a lot of people yeah. are waiting for. It's, but it, it, it that's always there. It's a bigger deal in this movie, you know, because you're like, yeah, sure. uh, are we gonna switch to like just do female yeah. 007 but not James Bond? Or I was um I have to say I, I actually called I it with about it. Th- with about 30 minutes to go. I leant over to the person I was watching it with and, and they, they didn't mind that I was gonna spot. I said Bond is gonna die. And they looked at me and said, No way. I said, Yeah. And I said, but let's see how they do it. And obviously we didn't know, but I, I knew this was the way it was it, it was gonna happen. Not not I'd heard rumors. Not, I just got the purple. Yeah. But I think it was done wonderfully. I I always I'm the same as you, Nick. When there's some sort of mix of emotion, it's usually the music that fucking drives it. And I love it or when other characters sometimes do that. Yeah. Yeah. I always like seeing them all toast. James Bond. That's it, like, yeah. <laughs> I always lean forward and I'm always then putting out and I yeah. have to admit I had a tear in my eye too because it was done so well. He he had come full circle as a character. He had got everything that he he didn't know he wanted a daughter, but you could uh-huh. tell when that first scene when he met her, he knew he was hers. That um that it was like this is great for him, but he also understood that this is the sacrifice he's got to make and he's okay with that. And if he's okay with that, then we should be okay with it too. And technically so that's his job every movie or even Tom like Ethan Hunt it's like they're there to make the sacrifice if they have to yeah I mean yep. they don't know all these action scenes or stunts are going to go correctly like within the yep. movie I mean like the character yeah, yeah, Tom sure. Cruise doesn't know if yeah. he's going to survive flying a helicopter into another helicopter it's like yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're there to save the world no matter what the cost <laughs> yeah so it was nice yeah, to so see that actually yeah. pay off in a way before I want yeah. them to kill off Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 8, but now I don't want them to do it in both franchises. <laughs> no, I don't think they will in this one, but uh, in that one. But I think uh, I think it was well-deserved. And even the ending when they just chinked his glass and said, right, back to work, because that's what you'd have to do. Yeah. You know, the bad guys are not going to settle down and you just move on. I, I honestly feel that it was the, the only way they could have ended it, but they did it with him dying. But they mm-hmm. did it in such a way that was very satisfying and gratifying. I think it was... Uh, I think it was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. What would be your score for this thing? I gave it an A. I would give it an A. Yep. I not a, a plus, not a minus, an A. Because I do think yeah, I sure. do think I still like Skyfall better. Oh really? Skyfall is definitely actually my favorite, even over uh, Casino Royale by a long shot because of uh, Silva, uh, aka Javier Bardem, is just such a good. Yeah. Villain. And in that, they kill off a main character too that just has never been killed in James Bond before. Yeah. So when they kill off true. M. And yeah. you can see, like, that uh-huh. one too, it kind of feels like this where it was trying to wrap up so many cool Bond aspects. Not yeah. like, like, it wasn't an anniversary or something. So, like, they had, he had the old, old school car back and you saw his yeah. house he grew up in for the first time. Yeah. 
and yeah it was wonderful i think uh, i think anyone that's listening to this that has well, still listen if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it well then we've just fucking ruined it for you by talking about daughters and deaths but if you if you if you're thinking about watching it again then definitely go watch it on the imax and get a, a an experience with just how well it was shot and how well it was framed and uh, and and how wonderful the director did uh with the action scenes and stuff yeah thoroughly recommended Absolutely. Should we let should we let Jammer back in? I don't know if we can. Oh, we haven't got the power. I don't think we do. Only Jones has got the power. So I guess we'll have All to right. cut this. Well, do you want to do you want to go into some of the new stuff, Nick? I mean, we saw the 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 selection that we had. Do you want to touch on some of that? Sure. We can do some of that. Let's see. Because you may have more input onto it than, than actually I have, because there was some stuff around uh, Star Wars, um, the Obi-Wan show. Uh, apparently some stuff was leaked or not leaked. Or it was given to us about a fight scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Did you see that? Yeah, I got the list. Do you want to do that one without them? It's hard to pick which one to do. <laughs> or, or we could talk about the release of the Lego Titanic that I sent across that I think everybody should be interested in. <laughs> You could hold on. You go ahead, buddy. You pick one. Pick one of those stories, my friend. Well, we're definitely. I'm not doing House of the Dragon without them because I don't give a shit. Uh, oh well, Nick. Well, should, being as it's just you and me at the moment, should we both just say I couldn't give two shits about that either? I've got no interest in it. Yeah, at all. Did you watch Game so of Thrones? I forgot. I didn't. I I did. I except I haven't watched the last season because you've heard. I haven't. I've because... I, I stopped when Pedro Pascal got his. <laughs> Ed Beston. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes guided out. Or yeah, that's right. I didn't. I'm one of the, I was at that stage when I was watching shows where I wanted, it was being released. We weren't getting it all in one go. We were getting it weekly, right? Mm -hmm. And up to that point, I was watching Game of Thrones, binge watching. And I thought, right, I'm going to avoid all, however many episodes there were, six or seven, I think, of the last season. I might be wrong. doesn't matter. I was avoiding watching so I could binge watch. But by the time the last episode came out, I had heard and seen so much negative stuff about how it was going and how it then ended. I then was just like, I don't think I want to ruin this thing for myself. I think I'm going to stick with my head canon about how it ends and not actually have the, the, the series ruin it for me. So I didn't even see the last season. I have no idea. Fair what about enough. you? Nah, I guess I only watched, I think, end of the fourth season, because I think the episode Pedro Pascal dies. Oh, okay. Well, well then you then that explains why you and I have got absolutely no interest in this, um, <laughs> this, this show then. Uh, hopefully Jonesy and Jammer, if we can ever let Jammer back in, we'll be able to do it. I think we should have got Jonesy to make one of us the host before he jumped off. Yeah, I think that's why he wanted to let Jammer in before he left. I screwed that up. Bless him. So what else was in the news, Nick? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm trying to think of one that's not on the list in case they wanted to discuss things. On... <coughs> I'm dying. Sorry, everybody. I'm feeling a little sick today. Um... What's, the uh, other, um, what's the other James Gunn project for DC? I've got no idea about that. I don't think he we know yet. Uh, I'm looking at because I saw that news earlier this week. Yeah, all he said is, yes, I'm developing another DC project besides Peacemaker. Um, I don't think he's even going to, let's see. 
I don't think it's even going to be announced. Um, what it is? Isn't DC Fandom this weekend or next weekend? Next weekend, I think it's twenty something. So it's next weekend. Oh, I tell. Ah, okay. Here, here's one that I know you're going to be able to tell me because I I'm not too fussed about this either. Um, the we uh, one division spinoff. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that. Fuck's That's sake. probably my why? favorite piece of news all week. Why? Tell I me just, why. It's not even the character as much. It's Catherine Hahn was such a delight. If you guys yes. want to say anything, we had we we already talked about House of the Dragon that we, none of us give a shit. So you guys have any th- positive things you want to say? I, about I too give no shits about houses. Like I didn't even watch the show. <laughs> I I, about you say jammer. you you pick it. Do you give shits? If you say I mean, got milk, like you get better, better say it quick, right? Because I give no shits about anything got related. What? 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 What is that? What? Got milk. I'm G-O-T saying milk. Got yeah, milk. Um, Nick milk. gets it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm I'm youthful. I think we made jammer. I think we've broken jammer. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. We have disagreed about this for as long as we've been podcasting. Like, I think endings matter, and that ending being so bad because I just I care nothing about a prequel series for this. Yeah, that's what I said. Hammer. We were, we were I just mean, I'm I'm one of those few one. people who who thinks Game Game of Thrones the series is just boring from season one on. Um, and I only got to around um, season six and a half before I was just like, me. eh, eh, and then I kind of dropped it. That's how you that guys have been to King's Landing. How far? Yes. How late is that? I've only been to season four. Good for is it? Was it more of a boring experience than the show? It was actually pretty cool. Um, so I got to walk around. I got to see oh, the where they were shaming um, Cersei. Shame. Yeah, shame, shame. So Rebecca, Rebecca from, from Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah, yeah. see, shame. yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. I know stuff too, Jammer. I know you thought you were about to drop some knowledge. I got knowledge. <laughs> you said it before. Damn it. <laughs> then we already talked a little bit about James Gunn's project that basically no one knows what it is, and I think David said he wouldn't reveal the fandom. Um, Which is next so year, early. What do you guys think it is? Any any thoughts? What is a James? What is a James Gunn esque DC property? Nick, I feel like you would know of all of us. Lobo. I want it to be Lobo. Oh, fuck. That would be cool. Would it, though? Mm, I've read the Lobo Lobo. script they had at Warner Brothers when I was there, and it was a kidsy. Lobo teams up with, like, a teenage girl to, like, find an artifact on the Earth. I think James Gunn would make Lobo really cool. Yeah. He doesn't do any, like, uh, individual projects, right? Like, everything that we've seen of him relatively recently has been some sort of team. Yeah. I mean, what if they don't got put, him? Don't to, put him in a box. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. What if they got him onto uh, Superman this time, which is what they wanted him to do originally. Which one? Interesting. Just I would hope uh, a Man of Steel two type movie. Okay. Oh, especially interesting. Since he's like, he, especially I don't think he did he write write Born or just produce it because he's kind of already done a Superman twist. Did he write what? Right Born. Oh, right. Well, with the Superman kid who's like born, well, but like, I, I, is okay, it to be clear, I didn't hear what you, I couldn't understand what you said. It wasn't that I don't know what Brightborn is. Well, the audience might not know. Is oh, it Brightborn or Brightburn? Brightburn. Right See, I didn't even know. It would help if you guys said the name of the right movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, <that's fair. laughs> just just to be clear. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. Like, there's so much stuff that's a good fit for him at DC. Like, I'd love to see more super obscure characters. Like, he gave us Polka Dot Man and Peacemaker. Give me Condiment King and Kite Man movie. 
I think he could do a great Superman movie. As a matter of fact, I, I think he would have been a better Batman v Superman director than Zack Snyder. What about his first choice was Batman, but Matt Reeves is doing it. What if he did someone in the Bat family? Eh. So he could actually do the Bat family. Ooh, what if he does yeah. uh uh what the fuck's that guy's name? <laughs> it's not his name. I'm thinking Red Skull. Red Hood, that's it. What if he yeah. did Red Hood? So that's what I was saying. The That'd Bat family. Like I Multiple. think. It, it, if they did basically the Gotham City game that's coming out, Batman's um, missing. All we have left is like we had to come all to come together, even though we have disagreements yep. about the way we approach. Shit. That's that would be awesome. That's it. I like that. That'd be good. We did it. I hate calling it the Bat Family. I hate it. Well, you would. So that's much. just what he calls it. It's called yeah, that. I, I know. The the I know Bat what they Family. call it. I still hate it. You call it I Gotham still hate Knights, it, Nick. like yeah. the video game. That's what you okay. call it. <laughs> yep. So I think that that would be a great project for him. So you get the ensembleness, then you actually get to see all of these characters that you've been asking to see. And what they could really do with it, if they were going to do it right, is pull the same people from like the HBO Max shows that they're going to do. Yeah. So Batgirl from that. Um, and that way you've got the same continuity going. And so it would be in that actually, world. I don't know. Build momentum for a thing. Yeah. And I know that he said in the past, I think it was him, where he mentioned that at first... DC wasn't really caring about fitting things in, but now they're caring more about making sure everything is more cohesive. But Batman is supposed to be its entirely own universe. You just shook your head at this, Jonesy. You literally just suggested that they pull people from the HBO Max so they make it cohesive, and then you shake your head when you're talking about them keeping it cohesive. You know why? You know why? Because it's my idea, not fucking executives that don't know what the fuck they're doing for all, like, they've been fucking (laughs) this shit forever. Like, if I say it, then I'm going to make it make sense in my own head. They've been fucking off with this shit for however many years and doing it wrong. If Warner Brothers <laughs> is doing some wishy-washy bullshit, then yes, I have problems with it. Like, we don't care. Now it does matter. Like, it's the same ridiculous shit. I kind of assume it's actually going to be an HBO Max some project, like Peacemaker. is going to have so much fun doing Peacemaker, even more than the Suicide Squad, that maybe it's just another, like, TV show about one character and, you know, but... I- Honestly, I was just thinking about it. Um, Batman Beyond. That'd be my choice for James Gunn. It'd be fucking Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton and a younger guy, Terry McGinnis or whatever. Yeah. Is that his name? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just the way you said it. Maybe I couldn't, I didn't think I'd remember it. And then I remembered it. <laughs> a younger um, guy, Terry McGinnis or whatever. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I think that'd be good. That'd be interesting. I know that originally that was their big plan with Ben Affleck was that they were going to have him for a few movies. Then he was going to take on the old Bruce Wayne role and they were going to have a Batman Beyond movie. And there's no Obviously. other reason to bring Keaton in other than do that. I j- literally did not bring up Keaton at all. What are you talking about, Nick? Well, there's no reason to bring Keaton into the DCEU unless you're doing Batman Beyond. So I think they're still following through with that plan. I don't understand Jammer's misconnection. Misconnection there. <laughs> oh, what's happening? Why, why are we making a face? So, I don't. I don't know what the disconnect is. What's happening? The disconnect was I literally said their plan with Ben Affleck was this, and then you agreed, and then said there's no other reason to bring Keaton in. I had not Affleck mentioned. No, no, done. he said Entire. unless you're going to continue the plan. That was yeah. The oh, sense. okay. Yeah, because okay. yeah, obviously Affleck is gone. Like. They're not doing Batman Beyond with Ben Affleck anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> they didn't yeah. even do a Batman movie with Ben Affleck. One. I'm okay with that. 
Well, I think anyway, she's not so mostly for J.K. Simmons, but let's 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 jump transition from James Gunn to James Gunn because they had a Peacemaker clip drop. It was about a minute long, and it featured our favorite. What is Amanda Waller's division called? Amanda Task Waller's Force. Task Force X. Is, is, are they employees. included in that? Are they the employees? The I mean. The, the people what, are, you are, asking, are you asking me to see what their tax forms say? Like, I mean, it's just it's yeah. Tax Force X. Tech yeah, Force yes. X. So I would Tech Force X. Tech Force X. That's it. I like that. I like it. So I would say it like this: uh, in the military, Task Force is just the general group, and just because they are the operators, okay. And Task Force X, they are not distinguished somehow from being okay. Task Force X. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's all I was yeah. curious. So yeah, it's the all people, the same. It's all yeah. the same. We, like uh, all us uh, civilians tend to think the people on the ground are the agents, but they're all they're just operators. So yeah, okay. Amanda Waller's the commander. She's she's I, I was gonna say she's the colonel, but it's Colonel Flag in the field, which is weird and abnormal. But that's the way that it would be set up in the military. So yeah, task force X. That's what it says okay. on the tax form. Well, they, though the task force <laughs> X that that turned on Amanda, Amanda Waller. Ironically, the one lady who actually hit her in the head with the golf club isn't in the actual super weird in the thing. Um, but anyways, we have the other ones who were pretty vocal. Uh, oh yeah. By vocal, I mean they were they were very what's the word? They were used utilized relatively well in the movie, and it was very clear that okay, these are going to be like our people who are going to be the heads other than John Cena, and they were sitting in a diner waiting for peacemaker to come in and then he comes in in his new brand new outfits um you know it's fine just totally pressed and and cleaned at the dry cleaner and he just walks in and everyone's like what the fuck are you doing and it basically just he's a conversation he's in costume like they make fun it's of a him. conversation yeah it's a conversation <laughs> and uh it's very james gunn what did you guys think of the scene i loved eagerly the eagle just the fact so that he, here's the he's thing. like so Captain America, he has a bald eagle in his back of his car. James Gunn is literally me because I have made this joke so many times. So we used to go for a walk, and then I used to there used to be these cats that would walk with us. There, I don't know who they belonged to. But there was a there was a there was a, a black one cats. called what's that? A pack of cats. I don't know. What would you call? Do you call a group of cats? A murder of no, cats. No, no, it was usually, it was usually like okay. one at a time, not at once, not not a few of them. There's like one okay. that would follow me from here like, to here. These cats would walk with us, and another they would walk with us, but then there would be another one that walked with us at a different part. Part <laughs> one of them, one of them was white or black, and I called it blacky, and the other one was gray. I called it grayy, and we would just walk constantly. My wife used to always give me shit because I named it grayy, but I have the same, you know, naming prowess as peacemaker because eagerly the eagle. Mm-hmm. Clouder <laughs> is the answer to your question, though. What is? What is a group of cats called? A clouder? Yeah. Is that real? That's a weird word. A clouder Ooh. of cats? <laughs> no, you just made that up. That up. I, I don't, I don't it's make a pride. Do you also have a girlfriend in Those Canada? Are big cats. Well, we did. Big Gamma cats did are a pride. Oh, yeah. Cats. They're cats. They could have been big cats, Jonesy. Yeah, yeah we don't know who's are following Jammer around. Are they cougars? <laughs> Always. Or, or, one was black, it was a panther. The other one was just a white Siberian tiger, maybe. Mm-hmm. That he was being followed by. Wait, is that a Power Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> so he I said Black them. Panther. He said he's a Black Panther and he said a white Siberian tiger. So Tommy was a, a white Siberian tiger. That was his. Never mind. 
Yeah, he was. I got and he had a Saba. Saba, his talk, his talking dagger hilt. Why are we talking about this? What did you guys think of the scene? Eagle, because you named cats after their skin color. You brought up a clowder. <laughs> you you did this. No, no, I brought up this one is your cat. Mess one cat would follow me from this is one your place. No, you didn't tell the whole story again. Just naming convention. That's, that's it. I'm that's done. We were on the side. Danny, what did you think of the scene? <laughs> what scene? Oh, were we talking about something? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I thought it just showed a little bit of comedy um, uh, skill. Other than that, I was okay. I'm going to watch this show when it comes. I didn't need that. Uh, it was nothing to me. I skipped past it. But okay. Yeah. What about you, Jonesy? Same. Like, I. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't like clips of things as trailers. Like, just show me, show me, show money. me trailer. Okay, show me the money. Yeah, trailer yeah. fandom but- confirmed. Any so. last words about James Gunn, Peacemaker, his DC projects, or anything? See, you're bored just talking about it. <laughs> I thought the the footage looked great, and I mean, I don't know what I would otherwise expect. It's just it it, it sounds like yeah. James Gunn obviously went from writing him a month ago to like writing him immediately after he finished the script and it, it feels completely in line with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, nothing surprising. It was great. <laughs> Didn't need it. All right. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. We got the weirdest rumor to come this side of Rumor Town, USA. Uh, it comes in the form of a report from Variety stating that there's an Agatha spinoff series. Oh yeah, from Marvel Studios. Is it a Disney rumor? Plus, if it's if it's in Variety, or is it actual? I thought it was actual news. Well, depends. Does Variety do rumors. I mean, I they know. all do. Fuck, they all do fucking rumors. They all do them. No, it doesn't matter if they're freaking THR or Variety. Just because they're you know more credible, whether or not it's actually freaking a credible thing, they. Blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. Literally, they're the only actual journalists in the industry, and everyone else is repeating their stories or has a source. That's not true. What about THR? That's what I'm saying. THR, Variety, those kind of guys are the deadline are the only actual journalists working in the field. Aren't Deadline and Variety the same? No. They're like sister sites. Are they? They didn't used to. uh, I know the deadline doesn't belong to the same person as it used to. What's your face? But. Maybe whatever. My anyway, point, anyway. Uh, I, anyways, I, as far as like, essentially, I guess if you want to like split hairs to them, yes. But in terms of, I don't know, it's more reliable. But at the same time, oh, and the rap—that's the other one. Um, but yeah, rap's the other they, one. They, I don't know. I don't know, man. I've called a rumor. I will call it a rumor. Jonesy and I, I mean, fuck them. Uh, Danny and I started talking about it. Danny didn't seem too excited about it unless I misread it. Yeah, it feels very open, right? Like, you get a show, and you get a show, and you get a sh- like, I guess. Well, I saw I, a tweet today where someone's like, now uh, Danny Ramirez or whatever get it, better get his own fucking show as the Falcon. Well, so there's that, and I heard a rumor that they were going to do a spinoff for uh, Star-Lord T'Challa before he died. Yeah, well. I read that this week. Mm. That was going to be so, the because I think those all were kind of backdoor pilots and they decided yeah. that was where they wanted to go. Yep. Ew, that's the one they decided to go with? Star-Lord T'Challa? I hated that one. That's like the most different without ending the world of all the universes. It's fair. 
Like, otherwise, if you're watching a Captain Carter show, which I would have imagined they do, especially after watching the finale, it's like, oh, you're going to get every beat of the Captain America movies. You're going to be on the same which missions. Which is one thing I hated about the finale. I was like, so you're just reinforcing the thing that we didn't like about the first episode, that, like, one for one, she's the same. Which, yeah, of course, they're not going to change it. <laughs> sure, but it all it it works, but also reinforces the thing that we don't like, right? So it makes them perfect together it makes it make sense that they end up together in the end because they're basically the same person, but also from a what if perspective is also very boring. Uh, well, that's kind of why I liked it in the finale. Cause it's the only one of them that's like that. Yeah. Where it's like hers gets nor- normal audiences who aren't comic book. Like people who aren't used to multiverses get it. It's like, it's a one for one switch. The story goes the same. And the other ones people. are like, everything is different. I, I honestly, like at the point where you're watching a cartoon that's based off of a series of movies, like you're just so far down the rabbit hole that if you're kind of lost in the sauce, I don't care. There's no easing you into at this point. Just accept it. I, I think I agree with you. I really do hate Star Wars fans. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up Star Wars? <laughs> this is like a running gag I've missed the last two weeks. No, it's just Maybe. a running gag I started today. <laughs> It's like, who gives a fuck about Star Wars? I don't. I mean, did you watch Star Wars Visions? Visions? Oh, you did. No. I will eventually. It's nothing to do with being animated. No. Why would I watch that? No. It's on the list. Is that your Nick Doll impression? Yeah. I got Nick to watch watch another anime, though, a couple weeks back. What was that? Summer War. Summer Wars. Yeah, Wars. Summer I only about it, too. We talked about it a little bit the other day. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's from Mamoru Hosoda, who did The Boy and the Beast, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Nope, Wolf Children. You've been holding that on me. The Digimon movie from like the 2000s. Oddly enough, I did see that. Yeah, he he did one of them. Apparently, the Digimon movie back in America was actually three OVAs cut together into one movie into a way that doesn't really resemble anything. One Mm. of the storylines he directed. And he also directed uh, one of the One Piece movies, One Piece Movie 6. Okay. All right. What'd you think, Nick? It was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. I just, it, they didn't do as, I really don't like the, I've, I discover why I don't like most of the animes, at least the Jammer shows me. It's like, they're just always sexualizing the youngest girls. And it's like, it's a culture thing, I guess. But like. This movie didn't sexualize anybody. No, he's, that's why he likes it. Okay. Yeah, that's why I like this one better because, like, I don't oh, know. I say, you see a high school like, girl in any anime, it's like, look school, at those titties. It's this like, movie was like hardcore PG, and I was really, I was just about to say, how did she turn this into? Like, I don't know how that was hardcore PG. The violence in that was what would push it <laughs> over the top. Not any nudity. There was blood in that movie. You can't show blood in PG. It wasn't. I was that shocked bad. when you told me it was PG. It's not terrible. It's, it's just I was it's like, it's PG. You can't do that the movie's PG. The movie's PG. Huh. It was good. I liked it. Oddly Weird. enough, to Nick's point, there's this one character in My Hero Academia that I absolutely like. Oh, he almost ruins the show for me. Yeah, fucking hate that dude. He's and it's worst. for the exact reason that Nick is talking yeah. about. It's like, can you guys just kill him off already? Yeah, I want him to die. I hate that fucker. Anyway, he's a complete perv, Nick. Just to, to prove the worst. point. Anyway, Agatha Harkness. I'm super Oh, yeah. I hope it's true. And they also, the rumor also says she'll appear in a few other projects, maybe even movies, right? Which I think that we expected, sense. right? That yeah. makes yeah. sense. Now, it continues to lend credence to the whatever Val's doing. 
whether it's Dark Avengers, uh, Thunderbolts, or just fucking with people in the background. Is that the movie it's going to be called The Fucking With People Crew? (laughs) That's her plot. That's her plot? No, we don't know if she's even bringing together a team. She hasn't yet. She gave Yolanda some information that has nothing to do with John Walker. But yet, 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 not that we know of. It'd be interesting what direction they go with the show, but I just love Catherine Hahn so much as so much in general that I would watch her in any Marvel project. What's your favorite role of hers? Go, Agatha. That's it. That's your favorite role of hers. Yes, she's great, but she crushed it. What? I asked Danny, what's his favorite Uh, role of, of, of what's her name? Catherine Hahn. <laughs> I, I, no idea. This one. Jonesy, what's your favorite Catherine Hahn role? Wasn't she in Step Brothers? Yeah, yeah. she was. She was wife to Adam Scott. Yeah, we'll go character. With that. I don't know. She's in Knives Out too, so I'll look forward to that, obviously. I feel like she hasn't been the lead in enough stuff. Mm-hmm. She uh, hasn't been a lead in anything. She she's like a character actor. No, okay, she's, she's been in a lead in a lot of independent films. She's she been in, in some stuff. Hold, hold, God damn it! Hold on. The thing that I was going to say is, I remember after uh, WandaVision blew up, Netflix started promoting a 2019 movie that she'd been in called Mrs. Fletcher. Um, no, it's not a 2019 movie. It's an HBO Max series. Is it? Yeah. Everyone started throwing up. Or Catherine an HBO Hunt series. Shit. What am I thinking of? Page. There's. Okay, so I'm thinking of something else. And there is an H. There's a Netflix Mrs. movie, Fletcher, which is a great show, by the way. What's the HBO show that I'm, or movie that I'm? Or God damn it! No, the HBO the show is movie? Mrs. Fletcher. Netflix. I don't know. Like a private life. Us. Private life. That's what it no. is. Um. So Netflix started promoting that when Wandavision blew up, and people were pissed. That was the narrative that I saw on Twitter. Oh. Well, it's a great show. Except, ironically enough, I liked her son's plot better because he's like a complete douchebag and from high school who completely learns that oh i can't just beat this person anymore and then he basically gets some gets put in his place over the course of an entire series and that's just rewarding to watch (laughs) pretty much well that's cool um did we talk about squid game no not yet is it has everybody finished it no, goodness, I no. Have. You guys have finished it? I haven't finished it, no. <laughs> I love that Jeremy's like, fuck, no. I was like, yeah, of course I have. Not yet, no. Twice, bitch. So my roommate wanted to watch it, and it's one of those things you yeah. should watch a second time. What do you have? <laughs> what do I love you it. Want for yourself? I love that the guy who was like, wait, you've seen James Bond twice is the guy that watched Squid Game twice. No, I wasn't. I was, I was impressed. I wasn't like... That's I, what just, I'm saying. I was impressed how you fit it in. Cause that means you went Wednesday, Thursday, like two days in a row. So yeah, I, what happened was I went to see it just for the podcast. Cause I thought we were going to do it on Thursday. And then a friend of mine was in town and then that's just what we ended up doing. Nice. So it wasn't like a deliberate, like I'm going to go see this. It was just, just worked out that way to my benefit. This is a good movie that Jammer should see. Good show. Um, oh, so no time to die. <laughs> It's like good show, but yes. it seem- <laughs> um, did so? Do you guys want to talk Squid Game? Given that Jimmer hasn't seen it, I mean, I've watched the first two episodes. 
Okay. Yeah, at least discuss the beginning and then maybe kick yeah, the I can talk off the beginning. Again. Oh. Actually, yeah. So, and here's what we could do that doesn't spoil for Jammer. I've got questions for you guys. I got all right some questions. Um, what was if you guys were playing in Squid Game? What game would you crush at? And what game would you? You literally, lose I've at? seen one game. I've seen one game, Jones. No, 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 no. Not like from the show. Like oh, your own game, in real yeah. life. Okay, that's my childhood game, right? Yeah. Okay. God damn. There's a very funny TikTok video that made its way onto Twitter. Yeah. And it was called what if black people were in squid game Ooh. and like they have like four black people left and like four white people left and like uh-huh. the next game is basketball and they're like oh yeah <laughs> and then they start dunking and shit and then the white people are like i don't want to die <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of thing what was i good at as a kid <laughs> oh that's a good point as a white child <laughs> i don't think i was i don't think i was very sportsy yeah, I, it probably doesn't have anything to do with you being white, though, <laughs> to be clear. No, 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 no. I was just <laughs> clarifying how privileged I am. You don't have to be privileged to be good at sports what, or underprivileged to be good at sports. No, and I wasn't even making that connection. I was making it's a, a Joe Biden joke. logic. <laughs> it's like, no, I grew up a millionaire. Why would I be good at basketball? What's wrong with you? I'm a trust fund baby. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm <laughs> terrible at sports. Uh, that's a squash shoots and ladders squash (laughs) shoots and ladders that's a purely luck-based game i know i'm joking i don't know do you guys Uh, have a good one i don't have a good one at the moment four square four square would be my game i I was was actually about to say four square fuck both of you fuck no no No, i was thinking two but i don't want pickets i'm not good at it (laughs) two square i so here's the funny thing the reason why i said that was i i have this very distinct memory like it's one of my favorite childhood memories of being in fifth grade, playing Foursquare during recess. And I was dominating. I was killing everyone to the point where everyone hated me, right? Like this is just one of the res- those recesses where I'm just like charged. Everybody hates me. And so bad that the teacher is like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking come in and play. So he was one of the younger teachers, you know, like the quote unquote yeah. cool oh, teachers. Oh, you kicked your teacher's ass. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and like, but it was pure luck. What happened was, the ball goes towards him. And he tried to like slam it, crush it. He hits it and it hits off of my leg and spins towards his square, hits his square and then spins backwards. <laughs> and as he's reaching for it, he just misses. And he's like, no. And like, the whole place like, loses their mind. And then recess ends. I've held on to that memory for like, like 30 years. It's fucking amazing. Um, anyway, four square. That's my game. I was, I was thinking dodgeball, maybe handball. I'm going to go with one I'd love to see on the show, and I was only good at because I cheated. Monkey on the ground. <laughs> what the fuck is monkey on the ground? You never heard of monkey on the ground? It's like you're supposed for to... Pl- kids. <laughs> no, it's for kids. It's, it's for it's, uh, kids. You clearly. have to... The person who's trying to find people has to close his eyes, so everyone's always peeking. You know, you have to find people on the playground equipment and also not wipe out on it. So, of course, you're peeking. And then if you hear someone running, you call a monkey on the ground and they're out. Like if they're trying to switch between playground equipment or whatever. Yeah, I remember this game. Yeah. Floor is lava. It's basically Ooh. what monkey on the ground is. Floor is lava would be so great. That should also they, be It would actually two. be lava. It would season be actual lava. Yeah, it would be actual lava. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, love it. 
So that's what I would do. But I mean, would I really? No, because I'd probably die and it'd be painful. So but fuck it. The funny thing is, during the shape game, so I'm not going to spoil it for Jammer, but during the honeycomb game, I thought that's what the game was going to be. So they go because into Because you this- saw all the equipment when you walk into the room. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, what the fuck is this going to be? Danny, no, what's your game? But, oh, yeah, Danny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? Something. Oh. No, let's go for it, Danny. Uh, uh, risk. Kick the can. <laughs> That counts. What's a game that we know British people play? What's what's darts? Yeah, darts. Darts a game. They all learn football too at a young age. Wobbly, wobbly. Life-size javelins that if you miss, you get killed by them. Hmm. <laughs> but I was shit at fucking darts, so I wouldn't choose that one either. Okay. Can I just go with not crosses? Huh? Or you call it tic tac toe? Yeah. Uh, what's it called for you over there? Noughts and crosses. Okay. Noughts and crosses. I've never heard no, we call it snakes and ladders. Did I hear you guys say shoots and ladders? Yeah, it shoots yeah. and ladders. We call it snakes and ladders. Okay. Interesting. So, That's so tic tac toe would be interesting. I like that. Definitely see that no one into a win. Yeah, no oh, but I would love the intensity, right? Because you, yeah. like in in this game, you just have to win once. I would like that. Would have been a fantastic squid game. Because like just a bunch of cats games, cats games, cats games, and it's just like the where you just fucking fuck some shit up. Mm. I would love to yeah, see it. That just would like, be really good. It would be a lot of tense. It'd be basically be done in montage where it's like they go a cats game, cats game, and they like and then like going to crossfade over crossfade over crossfade, cats game, cats game, cats game, and then someone finally fucked up, and then they're shot. And then it's just like like sweat dripping. Oh man. I would love to see it. That'd be great. Anyway. We got a lot of pitches for season two. Which we, we've done yeah. as a thing. But uh, I really like the show so far. Uh, I'm only a couple episodes in, as I said. But I, I think it's it's just really very engaging um, from the get-go. And it's 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 not very fast-paced, but it's but it never it's never boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it constantly is moving things forward. And minor spoilers, I mean, spoilers for season for episode two. That was the, the episode two situation with, ev- with everyone voting on Squid Game was very unexpected. And it really added a lot to both the social commentary and mm-hmm. the character um, agency yeah. to the whole thing that really helped that. It made it less about, oh, less saw and less, you know, escape room and more of just, a social commentary of like the about what Korean society is or how one person could perceive a, an incredibly capitalistic society, you know, cause at first I was thinking, what is, what are the things we could think about here? Is it, is it like a collectivistic mindset where you get all these people who are essentially a burden on society and find ways to kill them? Or is it something else? Is it, is it like a commentary on these people who are put in positions where they can't succeed and it's just is like a snowball. And like I'm curious of just like where that comes from and what the overall message is. And I obviously don't know how the show ends at this point. Yeah. So I, it's like I don't know what sort of overall thing they're going for, but it's just really interesting. And I think that second episode of them making it a choice really adds to whatever message they're going to end up having. So I will say this to something Danny just raised in the chat. I do think that the last episode is probably the weakest to me. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it or for anybody, but I do think that it was the one where it's kind of like, I guess, 
All right. And I'm hoping that whatever they end up doing in season two makes it better. But yeah, that's the feeling I walked away with. I don't okay. think this spoils season two, but I heard the rumors are the second season is about not told from the perspective of the contestants, but from like the, the Korean station. No, the oh, Korean the police. police actually. Interesting. That's the that's that it's not even a rumor that's just that's what they're thinking right now i don't think we've written anything yet but Did they say what time frame so like at the same time season one is happening or i assume it's a sequel series okay based on other stuff we saw towards the end of the series not necessarily right like it is well i assume it's gonna follow i don't want to spoil yeah thank you i think it's possible that given what happens at the end, it is possible to do a second season where because they're segregated on this island, it would have been possible to do something else that happens in the exact same timeline with the police. That's what mm. I was asking when. Um, oh, yeah. What? They are on an island. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. It's basically a Bond base island, which even has like yeah. the, the like closing doors and yeah, it looks forgot. like it's painted like the forest. It's because yeah. I was first like, oh, let's spoil it. I was like, no, they showed that at the end of episode one. And I completely yeah. forgot that yeah. that was the case. Yeah. Um, How's, okay. I, I have questions now, now that I'm like, about way episodes, episode two ended. I'm like, oh, what is the, what's going to happen now? Because I forgot it was an island. I, for mm. some reason, was like, oh, maybe it's down, it's you down know, underground, <laughs> underground soul or something, you know? Are you going to finish it, Jammer? Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Because sometimes Definitely. we watch part of a show and then this is one of them. Where I'm like, this is don't finish it. No, it's because like it, it it's not a chore to watch. It's just yeah. it's very it's it's engaging from the get go and doesn't let up. Like I wouldn't recommend it to someone like my parents, but everyone I have recommended it to loves it. Like, I, I showed my I roommate. Think, my roommate's been of, showing people. I've told you guys about it for weeks, or at least jam. I can't think of anything negative about it to be per- at this point. Yeah what i think was funny about it was so this morning dropping the kids off at school my neighbors so there's a whole group of parents and kids that go out to the, the bus stop and my neighbors were like yeah okay so i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna watch one more episode and then i'm gonna go do some work and i was like mm, are you and so just now i went to go <laughs> pick up my kids and she's like yeah we binged the next five episodes they finished it <laughs> so five oh hours at home they just watched the show um pretty good Pretty funny. It speaks to the testament of that. Uh, anybody going to dress up as one of the characters for Halloween? Because apparently Netflix is selling those toys like hotcakes. Netflix is? Directly? Costumes. That's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's such an easy time. costume. Um, but no, I don't do Halloween. And I'm, and I'm not going to Comic-Con, which is Halloween weekend, because it's going to be way too busy. Why do you say about time? Oh, because Netflix has, does a bad job of franchising their properties. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good need, point. Stranger they need to do better with that. Job on. That's the only one. Name yeah, one. Name that's another. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, it's like take advantage, strike while the iron's hot. That would get us get into the minds that that way eventually someday maybe they can be you know have like oh these are the Netflix series, not just things that were on the ether once. <laughs> Holy moly! So the Squid Game costume effect: white slip-on Van spike seven seven thousand eight hundred percent. Since the series premiere, damn! That's all nuts. you need is a. I mean, those are mostly homemade, co- like at least for Comic Con, that's the easy homemade costume on either I side. I like 
I like the costumes of like the the people who are keeping track or who are the people keeper, the people with the guns and like the, the, yeah, the yeah. soldiers, the, the soldiers, workers, whatever. Because soldiers, I like workers, how like the whole masks, their masks aren't just masks, they're like speakers. Yeah, the shy guys. Sure. I, did you see that from Mario, <laughs> Super Mario, shy guys? I know what you're, I know what a shy guy is, but my, that wasn't my point. My point is, is I love the fact that the mask is a speaker, which is unrelated to shy guy. Whatever. Well, there was a meme where they put uh, a shy guy face just on one of them, and like for one of the scenes in the show, and they're like, "New Super nice. Mario Brothers movie is going to be lit." <laughs> <laughs> and I saw one today where it's like uh, Mario Party was the original Squid Game, and it's one of the games you like have to match shy guys like <laughs> flags, otherwise he like cuts it oh. off and your boat floats away. <laughs> Speaking of which, and this is not too much of a spoiler for Jammer. Did you guys notice that one of the games that they play in um, James Bond, they're also playing in Squid Game? I had never seen anybody fucking do this before. Was it the slamming thing? No. Remember in the bar when he's talking to Felix? No? Okay. So oh, I yes, it. yes, I do. I remember okay. that now. So yeah, there's a scene I did notice. where they go into a bar, Danny, and he, it's the scene where he's like, hey, do we have someplace where we can talk? And so the smiling asshole, and then do you all have the, someplace quiet? He says, "Do you have some, somebody yeah. quiet?" We can do. We and so while they're the in there talking, they're playing the game. They're playing the game. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. I was like, yeah, yeah. it was the yeah. weirdest fucking meta moment because within the same week, I'm like, this is never having seen people play that game before, and then to see it twice in one week was really well. Weird. It was played. It was played with different things. In yes. Squid Games, it's played with different apparatus. And, and the right. other game, it's a very common dice game that they play in Bond with the numbers. Uh, but totally yeah, I've, I've seen that one before. So there's a variation, but it was with different things, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I forgot one thing about No Time to Die. I just remembered it because because the characters in that scene. I love the character who's obsessed with James Bond. Fuck that guy. I just love yeah. his, like how he acts, where he's like, even to a point where later in the movie he's anti-Bond, but he's still like, oh man, it was so cool to like work with you. Yeah, I hate that guy. Anyway. Anyway. Um, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anyway. Anything else? What, what else? What else do you guys want to talk about? We've we've talked about a lot. Covered right? a lot of ground. Covered a lot of ground. Um, oh, but before we jump off, so uh, the t-shirts for the show with the show's logo, uh, $34.95, um, custom player number, $39.95. That's not bad. And um, the masks, so customizable hoodie that lets you pick square, triangle, or circle, $49.95. Those are all available on Netflix's website. Uh, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Apple TV Plus and Netflix. <laughs> and Sony's PlayStation controller. i love that they do that it's like all right i guess like yeah you you guys just don't care huh all right that's cool baby so what else anything 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 else i I wish i could talk more about it but i truly i really like it so far it feels like a it feels like a, a thriller anime okay um well we can definitely uh circle back next time next week yeah, we'll see if I'm finished by that. Oh, yeah, series finale. So Is we Ted Lasso two... finishing? Yeah, no, yeah. So finish, no. Oh, finish, finish, finish today. Season. Finish God today. damn it. When Danny says 
into the show in my head, I think British. And I was like, serious finale. No, no, no. Yeah. Season finale. God damn it. British people. Um, yeah, we got Sorry. two of those this week. We've got uh, What <laughs> If and then Ted Lasso. Uh, season finale. Did you guys see it? Danny, you saw it. What? God damn it. Jammer. It's, it's freaking. It's, it's, it just came out today. It, it came out today. <laughs> it's not even. It's 1.35. I've been working since 7 a.m. Give me a fucking break. Nick, oh, you haven't seen it yet. God damn it. No. Dan, what you think? Thumbs it. up or thumbs down? But do it verbally. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. Um, your overall thoughts on the season, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. But I did not, I was not, and will forever not be a fan of two things. The Christmas episode. episode should have been a fucking Christmas. Yeah. And the beard episode. <laughs> Did not have enough football with Ted Lasso. I did not enjoy like the, the episode. episodes. I tweeted well, today it didn't have that I care those things, so that makes sense. Didn't have either had neither Ted Lasso nor football. So, but I just like Ted Lasso and football, Jammer. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> I tweeted today that I like I care more about AFC Richmond than any real team. I saw that, and then I was True. like, oh, they're not a real team. <laughs> For all I know, they could be based off a real team. You know, like they could, like, base well, it off you, a real I, team. A little, little bit of trivia for you, boys. The the ground that they use for all their shots is their actual Crystal Palace, which is a London-based Premier League team. Mm. And their colours are the same colours as mm. AFC Richmond, so they don't have to change the colours of the, the stands and stuff. That's so they made smart, the yeah. AFC Richmond colours the same, so it matches the stadium of Crystal Palace where they filmed the the show Look or the outdoor man. sections dropping knowledge i love it there you go ask my wife for an cool. afc richmond jersey i was like i want that for christmas and or my birthday make it happen is that a fetish thing that you've got with you and your wife then is, is a... which fetish <laughs> what do you mean which fetish many definitely more than one obviously apparently i think <laughs> what, what just happened with the what where the what i'm what? so confused with what just happened Who's wearing the shirt in this in this scenario? Is it you wearing the shirt and nothing else, or is your wife wearing the shirt and nothing else? <laughs> we're we're gonna have to so we're gonna have to save that for Breaking Geek Radio the podcast after dark. Okay. <laughs> the secret, super secret show. They have to enter code into your only available on the dark web. Patreon. Patreon baby. <laughs> on the dark web. Good God. <laughs> I'll I'll let people pay for this. Patreon. <laughs> Will you, will, you, will you make them pay to watch? Where, where are we going with this, Jonesy? What I you, just imagine we're going to fans like, only. Only fans. Like, I'm wearing the jersey, nothing else. And then also, you could select to cut off my limbs if you feel like it. It's a part of the, the that's a part of the dark web aspect of what this chat is. Speaking of which, have you guys watched Clickbait? I'm told no, that no. I need to watch it. I've been told that too. Okay. Been yeah, I've been, I have two. not been watching a lot. I've just been reading a lot of things. So that's that. I'm, re- I'm realizing how much of an impact is having on my, my viewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. We'll fix it. We'll, we'll help you. We'll help you get there. But that said, for this particular episode of the podcast, anything else? No? You guys ready? Shut it down. Cut the check. And all the other good stuff. All right. Well, folks. As usual, thank you. We appreciate you listening. Um, Danny, where can you be found? 
Um, on my allotment, tending my carrots and marrows. What does that even mean? It's grown folks' business. Don't worry about it. Jammer, where can you Is that a sex thing? What the hell was that? Do you want it to be? Obviously. Drinking geek after dark. You're gonna have to pay that Patreon, baby. <laughs> you can find me Wait. on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all of my books under the name AJ Cernan on Amazon, Audible, and Wattpad. And Nick Dahl, where can you be found? I'm at GeekyNickDahl on Twitter. I also do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem every Wednesday. Though this week we put out two episodes. One on Monday for Venom 2, and then the What If. That's the only reason I saw it, man. There's only like a five-minute what, 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 what scene. If, what if Venom was actually a good franchise? <laughs> I, Crazy talk. I would love that. <laughs> like some like super meta What Ifs. Man. Jeez. It's like, what anyway. if Sony fans were smarter? <laughs> Oh, wow. God. Wow. Well, I mean, what if, or what if Star Wars fans were smarter? By Sony fans, I meant Sony film fans. I mean, to be fair, good choices. You give some Star Wars fans some Star Wars visions. Like, oh my God, I'm back, baby. I'm, I'm back into the franchise. That's, that's or Mando. But then they always turn on it a few weeks later, no matter what they like. As they should. Anyway. <laughs> uh, go ahead and check out that content on LRM Online. We got some podcasts. We got some stuff for you to read. It's fantastic. I know because I read and listen to a bunch of it, a lot of it. Anyway, go on on Discord. Let us know what you think about Venom Two. Um, Ted Lasso. What if Venom? Venom. No time to die. No time to die. And Squid Game. Let us know what Squid Games you would be good at. Not necessarily from the show. Pick your own. I'd love to read about it. Other than that, uh, get yourself on Apple Podcasts and rate the show. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. And uh, with that, you can find me at Sir Jones on Twitter as well as Instagram. And of course, right here on Breaking Deep Radio Podcast. We'll catch you all next time. Hasta luego. Don't get any on you. Mission accomplished. We're finally all here so that I don't have to like take Nick's <laughs> place on it. I almost forgot what to say. As we were wrapping up, I was gonna be like, "Adios." <laughs> Nick, did you? What did you think of Venom Two? <laughs> How much time you got? Uh, it was Twitter review. It was better than the first. Um, <laughs> wow! I gave the first an F and this one a D minus. Um, <laughs> I like the buddy aspect of it. But there's the cliche. It's basically it's all, it's the same plot as Spider-Man Two, almost 100, percent which is weird to say, but it is. Like okay. him and the suit break up for a little bit, which is incredibly boring. Whenever Venom's not interacting with Eddie, it's just not the right casting for Carnage. And okay. just, I don't think no, it's the right casting for Eddie Brock. I hate that they said that. No, I had a. I always wanted Michael C. Hall to be Eddie Brock. And then. Like, uh,
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 